<laughs> All right, welcome back to Fairly Inkwell. Um, I've got another pitch, and this one's going to be a little weird, so bear with me. <laughs> Buckle up. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, so the idea is uh, it actually might even work best to be written from second-person perspective, but I don't know, like, I, I don't know. I don't know of a lot of good books that are written that way. But uh, so you follow a character. And they're in a house. And I guess this would kind of fall into the category of like a mystery or a thriller. I, maybe not a thriller. It's, it's a my- mysterious book. The house is huge. Like all of the rooms in the house are like maybe 10 times larger than the person. Like they're huge. And the hallways are super long. But... And, and and all of the needs of this character are, are met. Like, there's a place, you know, you go and, like, uh, when you want it, you, like, tap this button and there's food. And then there's another place where you can go and use the bathroom. Like, the facilities are there for you. And then, like, you know, the character starts to notice the larger features of the house are, are kind of odd. And uh, every time you go towards one of the entrances or exits... You're like shooed away by something. It's just like, you, you know, you just can't leave. It's it's not that you're physically barred. It's just every time you go towards an entrance or an exit, you get shooed away by something like, you know, like, uh, you, and this would be part of the story building. Like it's like a robot or so, something is, is preventing you from leaving. And, and occasionally you can like sprint out the exit and like see the world outside and be like, what's all this? What's going on? And you know, you immediately like get brought back inside by the whatever, you know, device is keeping you there. And so <laughs> what sparked, like, I think it would be a very interesting story because what sparked this is I was watching my dog run through the hallway and wondering what the, what the house looks like on his scale. And thinking, they're kind of trapped there like that. <laughs> what if, what if that's what, like, how would that feel? What would that experience be like to be stuck in one place your whole life? And like, it's not that you're being abused or you're neglected or like whatever. You're fine. You have everything you need, but you're stuck in a house and you can see out the windows and it's a big house, but you can like, there's, other things to do. <laughs> and so I think it would be a really interesting um, piece about the the nature of like bounded reality like that. I mean, I guess it, it could, it, it could be a lot like writing something uh, from the point of view of a prisoner in a, in a, you know, in a, in a jail cell, but this would be, you know, supposedly more humane treatment of the, of the person. And so, like, maybe the, the larger features that you're seeing are for uh, a large alien. I mean, it could you could go into that zoo territory of, like, the, the alien is keeping you as a pet. And it just happens to be this larger thing that, that cares and loves you. And it wants you to be happy. But it wants you to stay in the house. Because <laughs> out in the world, out in its world, there are dangers that you can't comprehend. Mm-hmm. Because that's how it is with our cats and dogs and, like, you know, they, they run outside and a cat gets hit by a car. It doesn't know what happened. Mm-hmm. Like, yep. And so I think it would be really fascinating to explore that 
kind of trapped mindset. And as a person, what do you like, how crazy do you have to go before you escape and get away? And then you're faced with the dangers of the outside world. That's unknown. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and also too, another like interesting story, like, and, and my mind immediately goes to aliens, but you could set it in fantasy. You could set it like, <laughs> so dude, you I know, think it might be kind of a fun story to write too. That I think that I honestly think that this works in my head. And I like, if I was going to sit down and write this story, it would work best in the same kind of, uh, pacing and theme as a Twilight Zone episode. <laughs> For real. <laughs> yeah. You know, like. I think that's why I kind of prefaced it with this. This would be kind of an odd piece. And it, I, yeah, you're exactly right. Cause you didn't necessarily, like, if you put yourself in the character's place, you didn't choose to be there necessarily, right? So you were, you were adopted by someone or something else, right. some other in- intelligence and, and this beyond yours. I also think that it would be interesting if <clears throat> whatever it was that was shooing you away from the door was just truly terrifying. <laughs> was just, like, <laughs> just like, just mind boggling, terrifying for some reason enough that it scared you away from, from trying right. to go out, you know? Um, well, and then think of all the tools that we use to keep our dogs and cats in line, like the clickers and the, mm-hmm. the ultrasonic stuff. Like, what if like you're, you're headed toward, they, they're modifying your behavior and yeah. like you, at some point you hear a, a noise and you're like, Ooh, that means dinner's ready. And you like, and then you have to like, you start to realize, wait a minute, like, mm-hmm. what is that noise? What's going on? Like, why do I associate that noise with dinner? Like, and <laughs> I just think it would be a very interesting perspective, especially if you could pull off the second person perspective writing, mm-hmm. which has you know, I think the Choose Your Own Adventure series did that the best out of anything that I've ever read. So actually, that maybe it would work as a Choose Your Own Adventure type story. <laughs> you know? That's a good point. Maybe it would, like escape from the house or something like that. Try to you know, if you want to escape from the house, turn to page eighty-two. <laughs> if you want to play with the new toy you found in the living room, turn to page one hundred. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, man, that's... Twilight Zone, choose your own adventure. Oh my gosh, yeah, that would be kind of neat, yeah. I mean, you know, you've got everything, like you, you've got medical checkups and stuff that are going to feel very invasive because you're like, I didn't sign up for this, but, right. you know, here we go. Right, they're taking you outside in some vehicle and then yeah. you don't you don't know where you're going until you see some stuff that looks familiar and you're like, oh no, they're going to stick that thing in my butt again. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Why are they no, doing that? It's nobody, so bad. Nobody wants that. You know? <laughs> yeah. You're like, oh, it's time for your colonoscopy. <laughs> you're getting on up there in age. You know, like they hand you a piece of cheese and then you feel sleepy. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like they put you, like you get too old for them and they're like, yeah, yeah they have to, Put you down. It's like, hey, I've never had this great of a meal. Like, I'm feeling amazing. They've never fed me hamburgers before. I know. And then you're like, wait a minute, we're headed to that one place. Uh, oh, man. Why is everybody crying? <laughs> right? Uh, yeah. But then, oh, what if you do get tuned into the emotions of your adopted family and, right. and stuff, and you want to comfort them when they're sad or participate when they're happy, you know? <laughs> What if it, you, what if you begin to like miss them when they're gone? Right. Yeah. And you just sit there and wait at the door until they come home. 
a, a pet's perspective, but told as a human. Right. And I mean, it might work if the, if it was just giant people like that mm-hmm. might be actually kind of amusing. Um, maybe the small humans have been bred as pets. Mm-hmm. They're just micro humans, like ad- adopt a human as a pet. Oh my gosh. Wow. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Micro humans. Uh, or, you know, or it's, or it's the aliens. fantasy realm. You're, you know, you're yeah. being trapped by giants or something like that. Or, you know, the aliens theme. I just feel like it could be a very interesting because it, it's a really, it's an interesting thought exercise. Like what is my pet experiencing? Yeah, that actually is very, that is interesting. Yeah. I, you know, I, yeah, I, I can't say that I've ever read anything like that. I mean, like I said, I probably, there are probably Twilight Zone episodes out there that, that are similar, which is why it reminded me of, of that. But it's, I, I, I feel like that would be such a cool, I mean, we're not talking about groundbreaking literature here, <laughs> but I feel like that would be such a cool story to read uh, where you can explore those kinds of ideals outside of the idea that, you know, it's very common, the trope of humans being captured, put into some kind of like zoo. And then they do because it's, you know, not in our nature to accept that. And so we fight very hard for our freedom and and stuff. But mm, to be honest with you, a lot of that is fantasy because how many people would probably settle into a life of just being cared for? Right. In the the zoo. Yeah. You have, you have all your stuff. You have no, no, you don't have anything that they're asking for you or from you to do anything. They're just feeding you and giving you toys to play with. And you go about your life every day, not having to pay bills. You know, but you're restricted to a smaller space, but you're, yeah, exactly. Your ability to grow and do new things is restricted. You are in a protected environment, but you're not able to explore outside of that environment. So you would, I I think that a lot of humans would feel like something is missing, but I also think that there would be a significant chunk of the population that 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 just sounds perfect. You know, I mean, we're, we're kind of setting our homes up for that. Like you have computers and televisions that you can watch movies. That's yeah. basically going outside. You know, I watch other people do my hiking for me. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't yeah. have to go to that waterfall no You way. get drenched and have the, yeah. the terror of, I might fall off this tiny little ledge into the waterfall and die. But yeah. you know, I'll let somebody else film it for me. And yeah. they're, they're, you know, plus that's expensive to right? go chasing waterfalls. Right. So you, know, you just, <laughs> You just yeah, stay at home and be like. There was oh. a song a while back that said, "Don't go chasing." I know, waterfalls. like they like they warned us. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> but yeah, I, I feel like it's a it's an interesting, and it would actually be quite difficult to weave a an interesting story into that narrative because narratives where the the protagonist is comfortable are typically boring. Like you need to have some kind of event happen that drives a story arc for the narrative. So no matter what the setting or anything, like, like if you're just reading about somebody's happy daily life, you're going to be like, nothing's happening. Yeah, like, They're just happy. Yeah. And then if the book just suddenly ends because of that, you'd be really pretty mad. <laughs> like I was like, this isn't what I signed up for. I know you need, you need drama. You need tension. You need comedy. You need, uh, you need growth. Yeah. So all those things are, are necessary for a good story. And, hmm. But anyway, 
This may be one of our shorter podcasts. But <laughs> it's a good I, one, though. I still thought it would be an interesting idea to write, you know, a significant story from the perspective of that. So if, you know, if this does speak to you, uh, write it down. Let us know. Talk to us about it. Yeah, remember you can get us at fairtheinkwell at outlook.com and uh, we'll read your email. Might even read it online or, or on the podcast, I mean. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, have a great one. Good day. Something like that. <laughs> All right.